Welcome to My Last Watch. My name is Keely. And I'm Gun. And I'm actually a little bit surprised that we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. I initiated that I we was, record as well. I was going to point that out with yeah. how things ended on last week's pod. I had somewhat, I don't want to say accepted, but had assumed <laughs> that the next time we recorded was going to be our last. And I don't think that's the case here. Uh, but I guess. Well, this is our last episode. No, <laughs> no but I was, I was actually really surprised because yeah. yesterday we just got back from a trip from California. We're unpacking, and you're like, hey, I think we should record an episode. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular that inspired you? Or? Well, no, just taking the time off. Well, after we recorded that episode, I just saw how bummed out you were <laughs> about <laughs> me not really wanting to. Uh, continue on with this project and you know at the time i think it was just that i was kind of at crossroads and i really didn't want to sell my watch mm-hmm. or i didn't want to sell my watches and so anyways yeah after this trip it was a good time for me to kind of think about not only the direction of our podcast but also the watch hobby and then even just a lot of other things it was good for me to kind of take some time off and think about I feel reinvigorated, and I think I'm ready to record another episode and see where it goes. And I'm not forcing you to do this, <laughs> right? You're just extremely bummed. <laughs> and I do like that this gives us a project to work on. Like, you know, it gives us something that we can work on together. I was bummed for a couple of different reasons. Mm-hmm. We had talked about this in some of our earlier episodes where... I had this pattern of getting really excited about a project, starting it, and then it fizzling out. Mm-hmm. And just with our conversation and how it was going last week, in the back of my mind, I was really sad and kind of bummed that that could be the direction of this podcast as well. It wasn't just that, oh, this is another project that I've started and it's fizzled out. Mm-hmm. It was also because beyond us just doing something together, it made me really happy to see you do something where I could see that you were putting in work. You'd come home with notes about what we were going to talk about during a podcast. And that made me really happy to see you invested in mm-hmm. another hobby. Okay. But as I, as I said last episode, I don't want you to just do this because I want to do this because mm-hmm. if it turns into that, then it's just going to feel like a chore and it's not going to yeah. be fun, you know? No, yeah, let's just definitely just take it week by week and see where it goes. <laughs> All right. As I, as I mentioned earlier, we just got back from a trip to California. This was my first time flying on a plane since February 2020. Can't believe it's almost been uh, two years. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. And everything was surprisingly smooth. We flew southwest on our way there. <laughs> it was off to a rocky start because we had to switch planes. But even that, that wasn't too big of a hassle. Yeah. So basically a bird had flew into the plane the night prior. And apparently when that happens, they have to have someone come out and inspect the plane. And the guy that was supposed to do this. It was MIA. The bird inspector. MIA. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> hey guys, um, we're just going to make the executive decision. There's a plane right next to us. We're just going to switch planes. We can't find the bird inspector, so it makes more sense for us to switch planes. And it was so (laughs) ironic because since this was our first time flying Southwest, I wasn't sure what to expect. 
And with Southwest, you just choose your own seat. So mm-hmm. Gunn and I chose an aisle seat and a window seat. <laughs> and we and acted like, like we didn't know each other. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but the, the plan was let's try to make it so no one sits in between us. So it's seeming like the whole plane is loaded, no one's sitting in between us. It appears that we might even be leaving early. And I turned to Gunn, I'm like, wow, this is off to a really good start. Literally two minutes later. Yep, you jinxed this once again. <laughs> Caught the announcement that we had to switch planes. But all in all, it was probably only like a 30 or 40 minute delay. Yeah. Which, hey, that's really not too bad. Yeah, all things considered, that wasn't uh, bad at all. On this trip, we got to hit up a couple of different spots in California. We started off in San Francisco, and then we did a road trip down to L.A., we worked our way down to LA. There's two options. We could either go the non-scenic route, which was, what, six-hour drive from San Francisco to LA? And then the scenic route added, what, three more hours to the trip, right. which was taking the Pacific Coast Highway. We ended up doing the scenic route, which you were hesitant at first, but that ended up being the right decision. It was a beautiful drive. I was really surprised that you had recommended that because you're not a fan of driving. and. I typically don't mind driving. When we're traveling, you tend to do more of the driving just when we're in unfamiliar cities. So I was very surprised that you would want to do this longer route. And you're actually the one who proposed a road trip to begin with because Mm -hmm. flights were actually pretty cheap between San Francisco to LA. And we didn't realize how expensive gas was in California. I should have known that, but yeah. It was like five, six bucks. I was pretty surprised. It was a crazy amount. But yeah, I felt like, you know, when else will we have this time to do this road trip along the Pacific Coast Highway? 10 out of 10 would recommend. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing is... I knew it would take about six hours, right, if we were to do the non-scenic route. But I thought the scenic route, beyond us just going along the coast, I thought it would take longer because there would be traffic. Mm-hmm. And I I hate sitting in traffic. Like, I'd much rather travel longer, mm-hmm. but feel like I'm I'm being productive. And the good news about the, the scenic route is there is absolutely no traffic. We started out at, what, like... 7 30 a.m yeah yeah seven yeah seven o'clock we um we left palo alto and then we got to la around six yeah we, we did stop in san san luis obispo which we learned is called slow mm-hmm. yeah, not slo no not slo <laughs> slow super cute town we walked around the uh neighborhood I'm guessing that was the downtown area. We walked around, yeah, Slow's downtown area and then found a good Mexican restaurant and stopped by for some tacos, which were really good. And we'll talk about more tacos uh, (laughs) further down. (laughs) Yep. San Francisco side of the trip. Went to some cool museums. Went to the Asian Art Museum. Yeah. We saw, was it the Continuity Exhibit? Yeah. That was really cool. Lots of cool projection lights. Mm -hmm. I'll post a video on our podcast instagram my last watch pod because i did take a lot of videos yeah got to meet up with one of my friends met up with some relatives in san francisco as well and then yeah went down to la you know of course there was some watch activities on this trip Mm -hmm. some failed attempts at trying to get into (laughs) these uh 80s to these uh luxury boutiques may have gotten kicked out (laughs) (laughs) To back up a little bit, <laughs> it's kind of funny because at home, you probably wear 
just about the same wardrobe every day. Nothing's wrong yes. with that. Mm -hmm. The same couple things in rotation. Yep. But whenever we go on vacation, yeah, I feel like you're packing your whole wardrobe, and it's very confusing to me. Yeah, but then it's still I'm still very casual on our trips, so it's not like I had anything no, that I well I didn't I wasn't able to, yeah. But I want to make sure that I have enough t-shirts and like different stuff that I can change into. Well, I didn't take an inventory of all that you packed, but yeah. you will admit that there were some. So stuff you that you I... think you pack a normal amount? Yeah, mm -hmm. really? Yeah, for if you're traveling over a week, I think yeah. Okay. And you're able to fit it into a small suitcase, like a mini suitcase. I think that's. Was, being a I don't know packer. about a mini. I think it was, My... that was a normal size suitcase <laughs> and a duffel bag. And then it's mostly watches too and... that I'm packing. So. And a, what is that, like a five-piece five watch box? Six. Six-piece? Yep, six All right, well, what was the lineup that you packed this trip? Of course, I needed to take a modern Seiko diver just in case we got, in, got any water activities in, which we did not. But the hotels mm -hmm. that we stayed at had pools. So I, I was thinking maybe once in LA we might use the pool, which we didn't because the weather... It's not, yeah. not quite warm enough. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely not warm enough. And then also a vintage Seiko... And then uh, I took my both of my Chrono Tokyos um, and a vintage watch and then your tutor that you never ended up wearing. <laughs> but I think that's on you. Well, no. Yeah. Okay, who, who got that watch? I got it for you. But then you should, when you're traveling, you should be the one that's like, oh, I'm going to wear it because like, you knew I took it. So I don't know why... Well, like no, I have to no, tell no, you no. to wear the watch you, when we're traveling. Well, you told me you're taking it, but I've I never wear that watch, so it's not really on the top of my mind <laughs> but you, that it's yeah. even with us. So well, I now, next forgot. time we travel, I'm not going to take it because I wasted a watch slot, and I could have taken another watch. Are you being for real? Yeah, yeah. Like what watch would you have taken? I mean, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> but did it ever occur to you to be like, oh, I should ask, I should tell, you no. know, Kaylee, like to. So did you forget about it too? No, I, I mean, I see it every day. So it's like, how do I forget about it? It's so you were just yeah. waiting for me to initiate. Yeah. But also you're, we didn't really dress up. So I think no, we're, we're just, dress, yeah. So casual. Yeah. But boo, you know, I'm never going to initiate wearing a watch. Like, <laughs> Well, I can't force you to wear a watch every time we travel. So yeah. It could just be a reminder like, oh, remember <laughs> I packed this watch. Like, let's wear it or something okay. like that. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you brought all those watches, and you did end up taking some pretty cool watch shots. Yeah, especially when we're on our road trip. Yeah, I didn't really do any watch photography since I kind of thought we were killing this podcast. <laughs> I was like, I'll just let Gunn do his thing. But you took some really pretty shots along the coast when we were yeah. road tripping down. Mm -hmm. Big Sur was a really cool spot that we took a lot of cool watch shots. It was so beautiful there. Like, honestly, the... Yeah, such a scenic uh, drive. Sort of ironic. As much as I was dreading that trip, looking back, that was the favorite part of my trip. Mm -hmm. Me too, yeah. Yeah, and I, di I didn't feel bored. Like, it didn't seem like we were in the car for that long. Mm -hmm. I think the nice thing is we just listened to a bunch of um, podcasts. Yeah. Shout out to Heavyweight. Love that podcast. And then in LA, in Beverly Hills, I'm like sure, waiting for you, you to you say should that. You should play that song. I don't think I can, like copyright. Copyrights? But you can sing it. Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hey, that that was uh, Weezer was one of the last bands we saw together as a couple. Yep, actually. 
Uh, All right. That's where I want to be. And that's where we were. How many different luxury walk shops were there on Rodeo? There's quite a few. Yeah. I mean, IWC, JLC, uh, Rolex, Vacheron, Patek, Richard Mille, Audemars Piguet. Is Mont Blanc a watch? Yeah, yeah, and then Mont Blanc. Okay. It's it's more of a leather goods mm-hmm. store, but then they also have watches now. I mean, there's over a dozen places. And? And Grand Seiko. Mm-hmm. And Grand Seiko. I spotted out Grand Seiko. Yep. There's only three in the U.S. So, yeah, it was really nice going into a Grand Seiko boutique, and they were the nicest. Oh, they must have been able to tell that you were a Seiko guy at heart. I think, yeah, someone to go into a Grand Seiko boutique, you have to really know the brand. Uh, what was really cool was uh, I was talking to the gentleman that was there, and he actually had a Chrono Tokyo, because we're talking about Chrono Tokyo, and I explained what Chrono Tokyo was, and he kind of smiled at me and just showed me his Chrono Tokyo. He's like, I know Chrono Tokyo. It's probably like, yeah, this, this guy is mansplaining, <laughs> this and that. And so that was really cool, seeing a fellow, uh, or just seeing a Chrono Tokyo in the wild that's not mine. That was my first time. Was it a chronograph, or was it? No, a- no, no. no. Mm-hmm. It was... Same as Amori, but it was in a different color. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Okay. And did you get to try on some Seikos as well? Yeah, they actually had a lot of watches there, so it was really cool trying on a few pieces. But other brands were not as nice. Yes. One morning, I stayed in the hotel, and you went out into the wild to look at some different watches. I was so looking forward to it, because like in Seattle, we don't have these boutiques. Right. And so just to try it on, even though I wasn't going to purchase anything, and I guess they, <laughs> they could smell that could from that. Yeah. that. yeah. And also, I was very underdressed. It's like when we're traveling. I mean, we're very casual as it is. We're super but, casual. Yeah. But even when we're traveling, we don't really dress up. Yeah. I, I In retrospect, I wish I would have brought some dressier clothing, <laughs> which is kind of ironic because the only times I felt like I should dress up was when we went shopping, like at the Grove, <laughs> which isn't even that fancy. But well, yeah, the Grove, I you could know. just go, yeah, you could go casual, but I think Rodeo, we kind of stood out. <laughs> but I was, I was telling you, like, I think because we're dressed so casually, people are going to assume we're celebrities because it's like, we don't care what we look like, so we must be famous people. Well, that was definitely not the case at the Patek okay. or AP store or the Richard Mail store. <laughs> you should have told them you're on like Parasite or Squid Games or something. <laughs> Just start speaking Korean now. All right, so you go to one of these shops and what happens? They just say you can't come in? Or- Basically, they're like, oh, do you have an appointment? Or they tell me that they're out of all the watches. <laughs> There's no watches in inventory when I'm clearly seeing, you know, a lot of people inside looking at watches. Or Richard Mill, they gave me a hard time because of my outfit and the hat, which you can't be wearing. I was like, it's I'll just so take funny. the hat off. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, you still can't come in. I'm like, <laughs> I can throw this hat away. <laughs> I'll go in. <laughs> but I understand Richard Mill, like, it's the most expensive watch brand. and Like, how, how much are we talking? Six figures. Oh, yeah. that's like the normal price for yeah. one of the watches? Just their oh, basic dang. watches are all going to be in the six figures. I suppose with COVID nowadays, there's also an excuse yeah. if they don't want I you don't. to come in. Be like, oh, yeah, appointment only. Sorry. Yep. But I, that's what AP said. But then I uh, noticed a few other people that were behind me that didn't have appointments. What's AP? Uh, Audemars Piguet. What's, is that a brand? Or? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Did the people behind you look like they could buy a six yeah. figure watch? <laughs> So even I could tell <laughs> that they might be uh, buyers, but yeah, still, like 
I could potentially be interested in this watch in a few, you know, in a few years or further down the road. Right. And so outside of Grand Seiko, JLC, I had a really cool experience and I saw this gorgeous reverso in green, absolutely stunning. That was probably the most beautiful watch that I'd seen this trip. And now that's definitely on my mind. JLC, you do have a grail watch from that brand, right? Yep. Not, mm-hmm. like, not in your possession, but it's on your list. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But it's not a reverso. It was a uh, world timer. Their new world timer that they came out with, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. That's a grail of mine, but... I think this green reverso, it just spoke to me. It just, the dial is absolutely stunning. And then the color, the shade of green is um, very beautiful. So with reverso in the title, is there something reverse about this watch? Yeah, you can actually reverse the watch itself. It's a unique case design. What do you mean by reverse the watch itself? What does that mean? So it used to be, it was made for polo players. And mm-hmm. so on the back, they used to get it engraved. And also when they played polo, they would flip it over. So it's safe. Oh, so just, the dial. Just protect it, yeah, of. to protect okay. the dial. Okay. It's just a very unique design and a very classy watch. And it's a very, I think it's the epitome of what a dress watch should be, even though it was made for polo players. <laughs> the wait time, you know, she was trying to convince me. She's like, oh, even if you purchase it now, you have a year to convince your wife. Because <laughs> she was really trying to get a sale. Yeah. Like, um. She's like, "Well, if you sign up, it's going to take a year for you to actually get it." I was like, "So, how much do I have to put down as a deposit?" She's like, "Oh, it's a full deposit." I'm like, "Okay, uh, that's yeah. it's not convincing." Um, how much was this watch? Oh, uh, nine thousand dollars. Damn. But it was a stunning timepiece. So hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, JLC. I had a great time. Um, I got stopped by IWC. But their modern watches, I mean, I, as much as I love their vintage timepieces, mm-hmm. the modern watches don't really speak to me. Do you know with these long wait times, is that normal or is that just due to everything taking longer with COVID? No, I think with certain pieces, I mean, with Rolex watches, it's even longer wait period. But then with this JLC reverse, I was even surprised that they were offering it. So the Rolex watches, it doesn't matter how long you wait, you won't even be able to get the watch. But at least if you're willing to wait a year, I think the nine month, they said it was a nine month waiting period, but at least they're willing to sell it to you. (laughs) Whereas Rolex, they don't even want to sell you the watch, even if you have the money and all these other brands too. So, Well, beyond looking at watches this trip, it was also nice because we got to meet up with With your best friend. Yeah, with my best friend. I haven't seen him in about two years. He's married, has kids. Yep. We got to experience what parent life is like because he invited Seems us to dinner hard. yeah he couldn't meet us outside just because he has two daughters that are very young and so for them they invited us to their house and so we got to have dinner with them twice got to meet some of his fr- their friends mm-hmm. who are also into watches too right yeah i think a lot of korean guys are into watches so yeah we met another watch geek who had about 10 watches in his collection but it was more modern watches i noticed and please correct me if i'm wrong but i think i identified the brands oh really I think, I okay think. okay so when we're sitting down yeah. for dinner the guy to your right matthew yes i think he had a omega wow that's because how I did you know it looked pretty similar to the omegas that we talked about for the olympic timepieces that's exactly right? yep okay wow that's impressive the guy has a seamaster that he had and that's yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. and then the guy across from us i could be Kevin. totally wrong here mm-hmm. was it a 
Oh, no, no. I was going to say Patek, but I don't think it's that. No. I think it's one that starts with a P. P Panerai. Was it a Panerai? No, it wasn't Am a I Panerai. close at all? It was an IWC, but he oh. did... Well, actually... Okay, because so... Because it's kind of... It was really... Big. We saw him twice, so maybe the first the night, first night is he I'm could have had a Panerai because he did talk about having a Panerai in his collection. But the mm -hmm. second night, he had an IWC pilot swatch. You could be right on both accounts, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's impressive. I'm impressed that you knew what Matthew had on because that one, the yeah, Omega, I was pretty confident. I was like, this looks like yeah, that was a C Matthew, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the same design. Yep. Isn't it kind of nice when you meet people like randomly that have the same? Um, yeah, so Kevin and I were talking about watches, and it was mm -hmm. kind of good to connect. He did make a comment, which I found <laughs> kind of surprising, and I, I don't know if I agree. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't know much about watches. Yeah. Well, actually, I should give myself some credit because I've learned You're able, yeah, a fair that's pretty amount impressive. about watches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he mentioned that watches and watches are not a great investment. He did say that, but did you? He collects modern watches, uh -huh. and out of the modern watches, it was non-Rolex watches. But non-Rolex, I mean, I, I would hope the watches that you collect, even the modern ones, would still hold their own value. Like, they but wouldn't depreciate. Com compared to vintage pieces, I don't think if it's a non-Rolex, they mm. don't appreciate as fast. And the watches that he had, like a Panerai and an IWC, mm. I don't know how much it actually does appreciate. I know the moment that he did say that, though, I could tell you were like, getting a little bit stressed <laughs> yeah i told him to stop talking the nonsense <laughs> but i'm i'm a collector of vintage timepieces which true. is more rare and scarcity is the focal point whereas his timepieces it's you know getting a panerai i don't know exactly well i'm sure there are panerais that are harder mm -hmm. to get or like iwc pilot swatch that he had i don't know yeah. how much it does appreciate in a short amount of time well it's really nice you know meeting up with your friend and meeting his friends and i don't know there's just moments when you meet up with people who you haven't seen in a while and you're like wow they're married they have kids they have kids yeah. and you see how happy they are and it just makes you feel so happy that's mm -hmm. kind of how i felt when we went to um my friend's wedding this past summer it's like here's someone who was really really super close to in college and i'm not the best at staying in touch with people mm -hmm. but just getting to see her see that she's found this great husband um just seeing them happy it, it just really makes it feel good no, i'm sure you felt that yeah. on a deeper level because this was <laughs> and i've known him since middle school so it was just kind of very weird because most of the times we've met uh since we both like to drink it was <laughs> like either say. he would <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> well i don't want to talk about our days in korea but uh when i've met him here even in the states he would come out to meet me without his family since we both wanted to drink and so it was kind of different you know being invited to his home and then seeing his kids run around and just him in dad mode and he was really happy very heartwarming experience just seeing you know my friend in dad mode and being with his family and being truly happy you feel kind of proud for them, right? Yeah. You feel no, like no. a sense of like, wow, this is mm -hmm. a sense of accomplishment, even though it's not you, right? Yeah. No, it was, it was really nice. And it was good to have you meet the friends as well. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of fun. And besides meeting up with friends, we also ate, of course. That was one of the main reasons we went down to California was to get good food that we normally don't get here in Seattle. 
Ironically, you only had Korean food twice, though. I know. Yeah, I thought we we're gonna have a lot more opportunities to eat in K Town, but yeah, like you said, we only ate there twice. But we made both meals that we had. We made it count in K Town. The first one was raw crab, right? soy sauce raw crab. In this soy sauce, they use twenty four different ingredients. I've I've never had raw crab. I'm not、oh. brave enough. I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of places, especially in the states. I mean, there's only a handful of places that would actually do raw crab because there's so many things that could get, go wrong if you don't prepare it right. Well, legit on the menu, it says like you cannot get leftovers to take <laughs> home. Like you have to. I think you、That's、have to eat it、yeah. all at the restaurant.、Mm-hmm. That restaurant was also where,、um, right, the Parasite crew. Yep. Went. Was it the Oscars that they won? Or, yeah, right yeah. after the Oscars, right after they won the Oscars, that's where that they had their after party, and because that's uh. The director's favorite restaurant here in LA. He spends actually a lot of time in LA, and so that's his favorite restaurant. So that's where they went to have the after party. And besides Korean food, the other place that we went to, we went three separate times, was this taco spot. I'll let you introduce this. It's really、yeah. close to where we we're at, called Plancha Tacos. So delicious, just street tacos. They had shrimp, and we had the pork ones as well.、Yeah. Just a couple ingredients, but so flavorful. They did it perfect. Yeah, great job on the sauces.、Mm-hmm. I agree. And then, yeah, like like you said, the shrimp taco. There's really nothing to it. Just marinated shrimp, cheese, a bit of cheese, and then sliced onions and sriracha. I mean, not sriracha, cilantro. <laughs> and that was it. But it was like the perfect shrimp taco. It was the perfect taco. Before going on this trip, one of Gun's coworkers, Gun had asked for some recommendations because <laughs> this person was from LA. And she had sent over probably a list of ten different spots, and it wasn't just like the name of the spots. It was like a two paragraph description of the restaurant. <laughs> she had like linked up to the Yelp or the website, and then she did write these very personalized notes, like, "Oh, I think your wife would really like this、yeah. spot," or like, "You would like the green sauce here, the, yeah, <laughs> the best sauce." And it was getting down towards the end of the trip, and we hadn't tried any of the recommendations. We're feeling the pressure, so I'm like. Gun, we gotta go. Like she spent so much time putting this together. <laughs> Even if we don't go to any of the places, like you just have to tell her that we did. <laughs>、yeah. But but fortunately, we did check out a couple spots on the list, and her recommendations were so spot on. And Plancha's Tacos was on that list, so we ended up going three days in a row. I feel like each time we visit LA, we're gonna. I feel like we're gonna be talking、by. about this taco spot. And I know I'm sure, like a lot of people listening from LA are probably like,、oh, "That's not even that good of a taco yeah, spot." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you know even what we're talking about because I think they do have a couple different locations, and、yeah. I'm sure there's other great spots. But for us, it was convenient. It was convenient.、Yep. It was delicious. It was pretty cheap too. Yeah, we also got some、um, super friendly guys, like good service too. Super so, friendly. Yeah.、Uh, We also got some roadside fruit, which was delicious. I know Gun was very impressed with that. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, whenever you visit LA, you'll see people selling fruit on the side of the road. I had never actually gotten it before, so this trip we had that on our list, and we stopped by.、Uh, it was next to the museum, Peterson Museum.、Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a stand fruit stand. So for ten dollars, it's literally really big a plate. Full of yeah, fruit, mango. I mean, there's all. It was an assortment of fruit, but the interesting thing was they put spicy seasoning on top, along with Tabasco and lime. And so that was. I've never had f- spicy fruit before. I've never had. Well, I don't remember it tasting spicy, and maybe it's just because you got all the spicy pieces. Yeah, I got all the. Yeah, yeah. What it actually reminds、seasoning. me of is、um, in Hawaii, you know, they have like lihing moi. 
blinking moist mm-hmm. seasoning. Oh. That's what it reminded me of because it's it's sort of like tart and pickly. Yeah. Is how I describe the mm-hmm. seasoning, leaking moist seasoning. And that's also right. what yeah, it tasted it very like similar on this fruit. To, yeah. It was super good. And I'm, For 10 bucks to get yeah. a plateful of fruit. <laughs> um, I wish that we could have visited more or gone back. But we really ran out of meals this trip. Just felt like, oh man, I wish we had a couple more meals to spare so we could have checked out some more places. I agree. Well, we'll have to go back. Yeah. I feel like we covered a lot of ground this episode. I mean, it was our first big trip in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to record before, you know, while it was still fresh. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that even though we're very different, Mm -hmm. we're really good when it comes to vacation. I agree. I think we make really good travel companions. I mean, maybe a lot of couples can say that, but I think we complement each other really well. Mm -hmm. It's kind of ironic because I'm, I'm not very active when it comes to being in Seattle. The thought of going out a place that's over 25, 30 minutes away, like that takes a lot of deliberation for me. Like, should we really drive that far? Mm -hmm. But it's so weird. When you're in California, you just accept that it's going to take you at least an hour to get anywhere. And that's okay. But I would never be like, oh, maybe we'll go to Tacoma today. Yeah, hour drive. That's Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like the only time we're going to Tacoma is when we're going to Portland. So uh, I think a goal for myself or for ourselves when we're here in Seattle, when we do have time off together, just making the most of it and not, and I know it's more of a me thing because (laughs) you're, I think, more down to do activities in Seattle. Mm -hmm. But I think I just have to get in the mindset of who cares if it takes an an hour hour, or so. Like, Otherwise, we're just going to be sitting at home anyways. Yeah, but so. like you said, the traffic in California was really... I mean, I, I knew this from before, but just to experience it again. Like anywhere you go, it's taken an hour. And it's really... Distance-wise, it's not that far. Like it took us like 30 minutes to get like three miles in downtown. So... um, Well, hey, we've actually been recording for a while. That I think... Really? Knock on wood went pretty decently. And then also, I wanted to talk about for the future of the podcast or like just talking about the podcast i think you're actually very talented in you know producing and then editing all these things so yeah i think just coming up with a different direction but also giving us something to do it's not just that because of it brings you satisfaction or it gives you something to do or something for us to do like that's all a reason why i want to do this Mm -hmm. but then also i feel like we can kind of think of a slightly different direction where i don't have to sell my watches (laughs) (laughs) i don't feel pressured yeah i think we can come up with something because i think you are very talented in that regard so yeah we can't, really your, nice. we can't let your we can't let your talents go to waste. But it's but I I do want I, <laughs> and I enjoy right? no I, I enjoy I, it too. It can't just be about me. Yeah, no, I enjoy it too. You're okay with being the talent. <laughs> yeah, am I, I getting paid? Am I getting well, paid for this? Or what's 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 um, on the contract? What am I signing off for now? <laughs> no comment there. Um, but hey, I do want to say I don't I don't think we've said this enough that uh, just thank you for everyone who's listened. Yes, we had a really nice comment. Yeah, we did. I actually want to do a shout out. During our uh, layoff, during our time off, we had one of our followers on Instagram reach out to us. Wanted to thank Matched Filter. He left us a really encouraging comment. Any other listeners that we have? I know we've been taking some time off recently, but really, really appreciate the support. And hopefully we can bring you great content. Thanks so much for um, joining us. I know a lot of the times 
maybe we're rambling or, you know, not necessarily talking about watches. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming along for the ride. All right. Are we going to end it at that? or? Well, since um, we're not doing the football bet anymore, I guess we have to end it <laughs> at that. So. All right, watch fam and anyone else who's joining us. Uh, thanks for giving us a listen. And we look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Bye. Bye, watch fam. To see some of the watches featured on today's podcast, check out My Last Watch Pod on Instagram. That's My Last Watch Pod, all one word, on Instagram.